This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. A CEO replaced 90% of his support staff with an AI chatbot. A Christian magazine, Christianity Today, started by Billy Graham, is now promoting AI sermons. Another article by a medical doctor says AI is going to turn into bioweapons, mankind's new nightmare. Another, scientists have created a human entity that has no mother or father. Spy agencies invest $22 million in smart clothing that can monitor you and secretly surveil anyone nearby. And politics it gets even more artificial as AI poses as presidential candidates, yes, even on your television. And that's just for starts, friends. As dangerous as nuclear war is, a senior artificial intelligence industry official warned that AI could lead to the extension of the human race. Dozens of senior executives in artificial intelligence, academics, and other famous people have signed a statement warning of global annihilation by AI, stating emphatically that fighting this threat of extinction should be a global priority and calling to reduce the grave risks of AI. Reducing the risk of extinction from AI should be a global priority alongside other risks, including nuclear war, they said. The statement was issued by the Center for AI Safety, in San Francisco, it was signed by leading figures in the industry, including OpenAI CEO Sam Altman, the godfather of AI, uh, Jeffrey Hinton, managers and senior register, uh, researchers from Global DeepMind and Anthropic. Others who signed the statement include Kevin Scott, chief technology officer of Microsoft, Bruce Schneider, Internet security and cryptography pioneer and climate advocate environmentalist Bill McKibben. The statement follows the viral success of ChatGPT from OpenAI, which helped amplify the tech industry arms race to develop various AI tools. Mr. Hinton, whose pioneering work helped shape today's AI systems, decided to leave his position at Google and he said, reveal the truth about this tech after he suddenly realized that these systems are becoming smarter than us. He compared the statement to warnings from atomic scientists who issued warnings about the tech they created back in the creation of the atomic bomb. So today on Viewpoint, friends, we have much to talk about. I think you can see that, and I'm glad that you've joined us It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. And interestingly, uh, two major magazines, one, Time magazine, contained on its front cover, its October 9th issue, a picture of Elon Musk with these words, Elon Musk fight for the future of AI. Elon Musk seriously concerned about what is going to happen with artificial intelligence, and they have devoted at least half of the entire issue of the magazine to dealing with artificial intelligence, AI. 
This is a big deal. Then came Christianity Today on the religious side. Imago AI, how artificial intelligence will shape our souls. Then just a few excerpts from this very, very lengthy article. In one sense, these chatbots can do, shouldn't shock us. Artificial intelligence, machines trained on massive data sets that allow them to simulate behaviors like visual perception, speech recognition, and decision-making is ubiquitous. In other words, it's present everywhere. It already steers autonomous vehicles and autocorrects text messages. It can spot lesions in mammograms and track wildfires. It can help governments surveil their citizens and propagate deep fake images and videos. No surprise. It can also pass the bar exam and create a screenplay. So they go on to say, this technology, we're told, will get only more advanced. AI chatbots will continue to, as Chatbox or ChatGPT put it to me, exhibit behaviors indistinguishable from humans. Indistinguishable from humans. In other words, what is the concern here is that the progression of artificial intelligence, not just the chatbot, but the artificial intelligence, is actually directed to become humankind's recreation and replacement of humankind. In other words, to be greater than God. It's important, said Christianity Today, to recognize that we already have a technology strong enough to shape our minds and emotions, but Silicon Valley's brightest are scheming about ways to make it more powerful still, whether or not it it acquires our souls. Wow. And that's just for starters here on Viewpoint Today. So I'm so glad that you've joined us. It's always conversation with conviction, talk that transforms. And I I trust that today will be no exception. You say, well, what can I do about it? Well, you can't necessarily do anything about it, but you need to understand the dynamics of what is taking place. Because quite frankly, friends, as these technologies take over, they are actually setting the stage for the fulfillment of biblical prophecy, the final fulfillment of biblical prophecy. Are you ready for that? Just for starters, you might consider how an image could be created, an image to the beast, as described in Revelation chapter 13, that people must bow bow to, and they must obey, and will issue orders, including the bowing to the mark of the beast. Does this involve AI? I can't say for sure, but it certainly sounds very similar. It's about control, ultimately. But it's also about deception. It's about the corruption of perception with deception. And that's one of the areas that is being warned of concerning AI in the chatbot and so on. So here we go. I hope uh, you'll continue with us today on Viewpoint. An article came out just uh, a few weeks ago in uh, World Magazine called, it's a, a Christian news magazine called Cyber Tolkien's 
Kuiper bots. Christian computers, computer scientists weigh the up and downsides of artificial intelligence. This seems to be the growing focus. The growing focus is not on the environment. It's on a different kind of environment. It's on the artificial intelligence environment, the technological environment. And indeed, much of the leadership of our world, both politics and scientific, including, believe it or not, pastors, focusing on their dependence on AI. Yes, you've got it right, even crafting their sermons. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Scientists all over the world continue to play God. And we are all going to have to live with the consequences. Scientists report that they have grown the early stages of a human embryo-like entity without using sperm, an egg, or a womb. The embryo model even releases hormones that triggered a positive pregnancy test, like something out of a science fiction novel. This team of researchers was able to create a human entity without a mother or father by starting with naive stern or stem cells. Instead of a sperm and egg, the starting material was naive stem cells, which were reprogrammed to gain the potential to become any type of tissue in the body. Professor Jacob Hanna of the Wiseman Institute is the leader of the team that conducted this research, and he claims that the entity which was produced is really a textbook image of a human day, 14-day embryo. So would such entities be truly human? Would they have souls? Well, there's very little holding the scientific community back at this point. In addition to experiments that are creating new life, researchers are also searching for ways to cheat death. So it's also a matter of creating, here's the deal, creating life and creating at the same time eternal life. So creating life from the get-go and creating eternal life. That's the scientific goal of technology, friends. Now, lest you should think that this is all out-to-lunch kind of conversation and way off, I urge you to get a copy of my book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Age. You say, what does this have to do with Messiah? Well, it has to do with technical uh, scientific salvation. There's a whole chapter called Scientific Salvation. Let me just share a few uh, paragraphs from this particular chapter. Ascending the human race. Will humans be satisfied to be like God Or will we persist to become God? According to the biblical record, we were made or created in the image of God. 
However, that might be construed, but science rejecting being created in the image of God by embracing the theory of evolution now is in a court press, full court press to create self, to self-create God in our own image. The goal is to, as they say, ascend the human race. In other words, become greater than the human race. As big tech continues to expand its control over all things, a new alarm is being sounded over its next targets, that is the human body and soul. This warning came from Andrew Torba, the CEO of Gab.com who asserts that the tech giants are looking at creating a post-human race, destroying our humanity by appending technology to our bodies, and they believe, to our souls. So when you talk about this transhumanism, warned Forbes, this mindset that they have, they truly believe that they're God. They want to take the current digital addiction to the masses to the next step, that is, to enslave our biology by planting chips or altering DNA to control us, while using that same technology to lift them up as gods to live forever and control the rest of us as digital serfs. Torba stressed that the leaders of big tech consider themselves as powerful as divine beings. That's a quote. They want to live forever. They want to be gods, he said. In fact, it can be fairly argued that technology is a modern quasi-religion whose daily miracles are commonplace. We witness the birth of transhumanism before our very eyes. So humanity now stands at a crossroads, he said. Transhumanism is man's new quest for immortality. Since the human body is finite in and of itself, science seeks to meld man and machine so as to keep one's consciousness alive in perpetuity. That pursuit is called transhumanism. And most Christians and Jews decry the very concept and pursuit of transhumanism as dangerous and perverse, seeking to dehumanize mankind while trying to make him immortal. But technocracy and transhumanism are in control of the very course of human history at this very moment, said Patrick Wood in Technology and News and Trends. Transhumanism's ultimate goal is for humans to escape death and live forever in a state of immortality, thus forever delaying any ultimate divine accountability for one's life on earth. Wow. That's four paragraphs from my book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, the chapter called Scientific Salvation. And I want to make the book available so you have no idea what's in this book, friends. The various ways in which humankind is pressing, inevitably become self-saviors, is beyond almost all comprehension. And this is just a small part of it. The book Messiah, it's a $22 book, my latest book. It's uh, yours on our website for $20. $20 on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA. You can write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Messiah, unveiling the mystery of the ages.
All right. While I've broken our uh, conversation here about AI, let me speak once again uh, to probably the consternation of some of our listeners elsewhere in the country and the world. But to our listeners in New York and uh, Massachusetts and Connecticut, as I've indicated before, my wife and I are on our way up to uh, your end of the world, your neck of the world, on November 4th. Saturday morning, November 4th, from 8 to 1130, we'll be having our uh, breakfast with our listeners there. This is always an amazing time as we share together so many different things that are developing, things that we haven't necessarily talked about. Uh huh. My wife will also be uh, chatting. And by the way, uh, when she speaks, oftentimes that's the, the favorite thing for many ladies as they hear my wife uh, share what's on her heart. It's always uh, very edifying and encouraging. So here's the deal. You're going to have to make your reservation, but you need to do it right away. Don't delay anymore. Do it right away. Go to our website, saveus.org, saveus.org, and click on the uh, web store, and then that'll take you to another page. And at the top of the right-hand corner is a, a little button where you hit it, click it, to sign up for the breakfast. Do it. Do it right away. Don't delay. Don't forget. We want to make sure that you get in on this. It's, they're always terrific. People who come oftentimes will do everything they can to get back again when we do it. And this will be, I think, our 10th or 11th breakfast that we've done over the years there uh, in Massachusetts for all of our listeners in that area. Sometimes people will drive hundreds of miles just to be able to get there. It's very important. It's a big deal, a very big deal. And we provide all of our books and materials at uh, substantially discounted prices, which you will see when you are there, and uh, you'll be delighted in that as well. So uh, go to the website, saveus.org, sign up that way, or if that's too tough for you, give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, and we'll sign you up that way, or you can write to us, uh, at uh, Save America, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. And when you're doing that and you write your check, make sure you also put a note in there as to uh, what the check is for and uh, the names of the individuals who will be coming. And don't forget, uh, your families, uh, oftentimes uh, parents will bring all of their kids the kids have found it fascinating, utterly fascinating. It's a great way to help disciple your kids, friends. It really is. And uh, others bring their neighbors, other friends, people, their pastors, other people. And uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful time of fellowship. Plus, you'll be able to find out uh, many of the other people in your area who are listening to the program. Don't forget, the breakfast, November 4th. But you can't wait until then to get in got to make your reservation do it today do it today don't delay remember today is the day of salvation as the scripture says all right now we move forward <clears throat> scientists all over the world continue to play god as if we're all going to live with the consequences 
Scientists report they have grown the early stages of human embryo-like entity without using sperm, an egg, or a woman. In other words, they are attempting to be God. Not only to create humankind, but also to prevent humankind from ever dying. In other words, to have eternal life. This is the goal. Now, this question came from uh, Dr. Joseph Mercola. He said, AI bioweapons, mankind's new nightmare. Will artificial intelligence, AI, wipe out mankind? Could terrorists use it to create the perfect legal, uh, lethal bioweapon to decimate the population? Might it take over our weapons or initiate cyber attacks? Experts warn artificial intelligence may destroy mankind and civilization as we know it unless we rein in the development and deployment of AI and start putting in some safeguards. The problem is nobody knows how to do it. That's what the whole cover story of Time Magazine was about. Eli, uh, Elon Musk trying to get control of the situation because he realized how dangerous it is. The unregulated deployment of autonomous AI weapon systems is perhaps among the most alarming developments. AI might also pose a significant threat to biosecurity. For instance, MIT students, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, have demonstrated that large language model chatbots can allow anyone to design bioweapons in as little as an hour. So, will artificial intelligence, AI, wipe out mankind? As artificial general intelligence is getting nearer by the day, so are the final puzzle pieces of the technocratic transhumanist dream nurtured by globalists for decades. They intend, the globalists intend, to create a world in which AI controls and subjugates the masses while they alone get to reap the benefits. In other words, they don't have to come under the control of AI for their own wealth, power, and life outside the control grid. In other words, power, perks, and position, as we always say here on Viewpoint. Then comes a, a, a title, a word that perhaps you may not have heard. It's called the singularity. The singularity. And uh, Ray Kurzweil came up with this word. I think he was the one who came up with it initially. But uh, the singularity is a hypothetical point in time where the growth of technology gets out of control and becomes irreversible for better or for worse. And many believe that the singularity will involve AI becoming self-conscious and unmanageable by its creators. So this, the advent now of artificial intelligence, general intelligence is called the singularity because it's so hard to predict what will happen after that, said Elon Musk. Elon Musk is a brilliant guy. Uh, you, you know he's a brilliant guy, and I don't believe he's a Christian. But I'll tell you one thing, he's smart as can be, and he's got great concerns over artificial intelligence. Another says there's no end to predict the disasters, both from people inside the industry and its outside critics. Destruction of livelihoods, 
harmful health impacts, financial fraud, political and electoral, uh, electoral fakeries, subversion of the open Internet, faking your financial image, your facial image, voice, words, behavior, tricking you and others with lies every day. Don't we have enough of that lying and trickery out there already in the political world? In fact, all over the world, this will just triple it, more than triple it. It will give it the sense of domination, a sense, a new sense of reality that people would never, ever have believed could happen. We continue on looking at this subject of artificial intelligence. Where is it going? We need to understand the spirit of it, friends. Not just the facts, but the spirit behind it. That's where the real focus is to be. And that's where we go next. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Thank you for joining us here on Viewpoint today. It's always a privilege to be able to uh, come before you day after day. Uh, I'm not quite sure how uh, the Lord gives me the outlook, the viewpoint, that uh, to come before you every day, five days a week live, uh, is a privilege and something great. It does take a lot of time and a lot of investment and uh, thought and uh a certain amount of courage, I suppose you could say. Some people wonder how I can continue to do it uh, in the face of all that's going on in our world. But I don't think about those things. I'm only thinking about what God has asked me to do, and I do it with joy and with thanksgiving. And I hope you perceive that in the spirit in which things are brought. Uh, our goal here is not to uh, stir fear in people's minds and hearts, but we need to know what's going on. And we need to know why it's happening and what the implications are. Because if we do not understand that, we will be caught up even in the, perhaps in the emotional exaltation of uh, chatbot and AI and all of these things, or we may be inordinately fearful of them, or we may be deceived by them. My greater concern is that we be not deceived by them. That's my greater concern, and I believe that would be God's greatest concern. And that's one of the reasons why Jesus said, Take heed that no man deceives you. That was the very first thing he said when his disciples asked him, What would be the sign of his coming and the end of the age? And so, uh, we continue on here with our look at AI 
and uh, delve even more deeply into, as we go forward, more deeply into its implications, uh, even at the spiritual level. Before we get to that, a couple of other items. U.S. spy agencies invest $22 million in smart clothing that can monitor you secretly and surveil anybody nearby. I want you to consider this. You see, this is artificial intelligence also. A research operation for the U.S. intelligence community is developing clothing with the capability to monitor and record its wearer and his or her surroundings. So you're not even going to need your cell phone anymore for them to find you. Your clothes will have the indicia woven right into the fabric. The Intelligence Advanced Research Project activity recently launched a cutting-edge program that aims to make performance-grade computerized clothing a reality. And the project aims to provide U.S. government agencies with durable, ready-to-wear clothing that can record audio, video, and geolocation data. So your clothing actually will record your very words. I want you to consider this. This is where things are going. The federal government is funding the project to the tune of $22 million. Washable shirts, pants, socks, underwear are all part of the program. Shirts, socks, underwear. This almost makes George Orwell's 1984 look like a Sunday school picnic, doesn't it? Now, then we have the world of politics. Politics gets even more artificial. AI is posing as presidential candidates. A new project called Chat 2024 will roll out avatars of each major presidential candidate, allowing voters to ask the aspiring leaders of the free world absolutely anything. The era of the AI politician has arrived. Can you imagine this? I'm trying to get my mind and heart around this, friends. Talk about deception. What you see is not what you get anymore. The technology comes courtesy of a Miami company called Delphi, which is uh, creating a a chatbot that allows users to communicate with digital clones of everyone from athletes and uh, celebrities to historical figures and loved ones. And now politicians, more than a digital parlor trick, the tool creates a forum 
for substantive conversation, not just the kind of questions that would likely get reporters blacklisted by real campaigns. It's it's amazing. But can you really know what these candidates think? I've noted that in a couple of experiments regarding the chatbot and so on, that it was very capable of deception. Not just deception in telling you something contrary to what was true, but to leave out major parts that were true that gave a completely different impression from what the chatbot was actually saying in response to a question. And the chatbot had to change itself and correct itself three or four times as the interviewer posed more and more questions and presented evidence that the chatbot was aware of but refused to divulge. You're beginning to get the impression. It's about deception. Machine deception in the name and under color of politics and humanity. Everybody knows about the threat of replacing employees. But the chief executive of an Indian startup laid off 90% of his support staff after his firm built a chatbot powered by artificial intelligence that he says can handle customer queries much faster than his employees. His name is Samit Shah, the founder and CEO of Dukan, a Bangalore-based e-commerce company. He said that the chatbot built by one of the firm's data scientists in just two days could respond to initial customer queries instantly, whereas his staff first responses were sent after an average of one minute and 44 seconds. So he said by introducing the technology, the company cut the cost of customer support function by 85%. So the machines replacing humans? Well, that brings us, friends, to the next iteration. The next iteration. Are you ready for this? If God is dead, this came from the American thinker, technocrats want us to pray to machines. If God is dead, praying to machines is permissible, perhaps even necessary. And if God is not dead, well, you can pray to machines anyway. So that appears to be the technocratic plan as we move into the future. As COVID restrictions were being lifted, Robert Jones at PRRI, whatever that is, discovered Facebook had quietly rolled out a prayer posting feature for its religious users. The platform provided a pray button to click whenever a prayer request is posted to a faith-based group. It's analogous to the vapid like icon, except the pray button is supposedly directed heavenward. Uh, Not so much, though. The prayer posts allow this data-hungry corporation to dig deeper into human souls. The spiritual data is also being harvested to add to detailed dossiers on millions of people. 
Facebook uses these abstract digital doubles to predict and direct future behavior. Yours. And once you know exactly what the faithful are after, it's possible to create the perfect artificial god like a carefully carved puzzle piece sliding into place. Then there's the WOBA, the most successful to date, having been recently approved by the FDA and boosted by the New York Times. Here's the way it works. is that patients cuddle up with their smartphones and text their innermost troubles to this touchscreen therapist. And over time, it's AI algorithms come to know that person inside out. According to corporate promotional materials, Wobot's breakthrough is its ability to form a therapeutic bond with users. We're defining what it means to connect positively with technology in the modern world, they say. But what if the so-called therapist is therapizing, if that is a word, therapizing upon very unbiblical ideas, which undoubtedly it will, because its foundation is not biblical, it's not Christian, it's not spiritual, it is to bring people into conformity to standards that the culture demands. Not that God commands, but the culture demands. So, Joe Allen wrote a piece called Unholy Invasion. Chatbots are colonizing our minds. Now, remember that the Apostle Paul said in the book of Philippians that we should not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. That was in Romans. And then he said that let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. It appears now that AI is going to be used and already is being used to conform our minds and hearts otherwise. Are you listening yet? Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by His Spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, Behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Religious and secular critics maintain that transhumanism, the pursuit of transhumanism, is itself a religion, or at the very best, a pseudo-religion. 
It's the philosophy of transhumanism is offering no eternal truths in a relationship with the divine, while at the same time trying to create an alternative to the divine, to God, and therein lies its atheistic, but arrogantly atheistic roots. So, what ideas, if embraced, would pose the greatest threat to the welfare of humanity? That was the question posed by the editors of Foreign Policy to eight prominent policy experts. Well, one of the eight was Francis Fukuyama. He was a professor at Johns Hopkins School of Advanced International Studies and a member of the President's Council on Bioethics. And he made clear his choice. He says, we said, the most dangerous idea is transhumanism. Wow. Others call it a movement that epitomizes the most daring, courageous, imaginative, and idealistic aspirations of humanity. Well, indeed it is. It's mankind's final effort to build the Tower of Babel, to challenge God, to be like the Most High God, in fact, to supersede him. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what it's like. So I wrote in my book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, at the end of the chapter called The Scientific Salvation. Reader, beware. A counterfeit pseudo-Messiah is being ready to preempt the coming of the long-awaited Messiah, the hope of Israel, and the growing hope of humanity worldwide. Unfortunately, the technological chaos being created in feverish pursuit of a human-created God and self-immortality is creating camouflage and cover for godless scientists in their desperate attempt at technological salvation, which, by the way, will usher in the Antichrist. So, if you don't yet have that book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, I I can't imagine that you would get that book and not be fascinated by almost every page. It's going to open up to you areas of our world and understanding that are real out there, that are vying for dominion and authority to fulfill the mystery of the ages concerning Messiah. It's filled with vast information, but for the purpose of transforming our minds and our hearts to protect us against the massive, massive, massive deception that is coming upon the earth, just as Jesus said it would. Peter warned about it. Paul warned about it. And so we're taking it seriously. The book, Messiah, it's a $22 book, my latest It's on our website for $20, and uh, you can get it there. You can call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or you can write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Okay, now, unholy invasion, chat box colonizing our minds. 
The bots will keep us company, said Joe Allen in his article concerning the singularity. They will learn and absorb our personalities, and when we die, they will become our digital ghosts. And the process is already underway. Chatbot companions are seducing lonesome souls by the millions, including religious chatbots who function as spiritual guides. In the minds of tech enthusiasts, AI chatbots of all sorts will be our soulless companions on the trek toward the future. How loving. How comforting, right? No. It's all artificial. It's synthetic. In fact, several years ago, I wrote a book, Seduction of the Saints, and we have an entire chapter called Synthetic Authenticity. There were a couple of uh, Harvard gurus, business gurus, who had written a book. I believe the book was actually called Synthetic Authenticity, and Time Magazine picked up on it and uh, in an article called 10 Ideas That Are Changing the World. Number seven of those ideas was synthetic authenticity. And here's what these uh, business gurus were saying. Look, don't try to provide, don't go out of your way to provide and engage in the expense and trouble to provide, try to provide the real thing. No. Just synthetically produce it. In other words, pretend that it's the real thing. Just go far enough and expend enough money so that you can make a product that resembles the real thing so that people can feel like it is the real thing without it being the real thing, and they can comfort themselves and be prideful about the fact that they have a purse that looks like or of shoes that look like the Devil War Prada or whatever it is, you see, and women will buy them, men will buy them, and synthetic authenticity will win the game. Well, unfortunately, the church itself picked up on that theory, that practice. That's what the church growth movement was based upon, and the seeker-sensitive movement even the more so. So we were providing people with a synthesized, watered-down, pretend version of the real thing. So most of the people had no clue even what salvation was all about, and still don't to this day, and are inhabiting our churches. Now, imagine now all of this being multiplied so that people now are trusting artificial synthesized intelligence to offer them a new and more updated version of the gospel. They don't even need God anymore, and they certainly don't need the Holy Spirit, do they? Now, in this particular article, The Billion Dollar Search for Immortality, this company, Altos Labs, Cambridge Institute of Sciences, we sell rejuvenation. In other words, we sell eternal life. Its mission, depending on who you ask, anything from reversing chronic diseases and deferring the helpless twilight of old age, to cutting the keys of eternal youth and creating a race of immortal supreme beings. Mm-hmm. You see, it's a spiritual issue. 
At root, it is a spiritual issue. Then came this. Christian magazine started by Billy Graham now promotes AI sermons, artificial intelligence. Christianity Today has begun promoting pastors that use AI for sermons and is asking the obvious question, well, why? You might ask the same question. So, the magazine contained an article written by a young Taiwanese pastor, how I used chat GPT for six months to help my pastoral ministry. And here's what worked. So he's going to tell pastors through Christianity Today how to shift their reliance upon God and the Holy Spirit to their reliance upon GPT. Does the move toward AI in sermons suggest churches will be dominated by the spirit of Antichrist, it asks? He said his six months exploring AI has led him to believe that it offers ways for pastors to more efficiently work and balance their many responsibilities. I was not aware that God had called pastors to work efficiently. He's called them to work faithfully. He pointed out previously pastors relied on liturgical manuals or office official sermon templates, or they recycle their own past sermons for recurring events. Really? Would it surprise you, my friends, that I never regurgitate a sermon or a message? Would that surprise you? I have hundreds of outlines that I myself have prepared but I don't regurgitate them. Would you like to know why? Because ministry and the delivery of the truth of God's word and its application is not a function of mechanics. It's a function of inspiration by the Holy Spirit. That is what brings real application and transformation. This whole thing is a joke. And it's revealing, unfortunately, yes, indeed, what many pastors do, because they're lazy or they're not spiritually minded. They're just doing a job. They're going to deliver a sermon, and it doesn't matter how inspirational, it doesn't matter how, how much it provokes the people to righteousness. No, they're not interested in that. So this note says, if your pastor's been sounding a little robotic lately, that might be the explanation for it. But it continued, the author thinks that in time, chat GPT will become emotionally intelligent enough to be much more human-like than it is now. Friend, are you interested in having, in hiring a pastor or even listening to a pastor? You don't hire me. You can't hire me because I can't be bought. I don't rely upon any man's money through ministry. To do what I do, to say what I say or don't say. That's the secret of it. There's no addiction, addiction to mammon. I want complete inspiration and freedom to speak the truth, nothing but the truth, and to do it in such a way that it touches the hearts and lives of the people, even if they don't want to hear it. 
But for those who do want to hear it, their lives will be transformed. Here is the conclusion of this from my perspective. This article in Christianity Today is actually promoting artificial intelligence to synthesize or play a pretense pretense of the Holy Spirit. So we don't need God anymore, and we also don't need his Holy Spirit anymore. Now, the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, was given to lead us into all truth, but we're not interested in truth anymore. We're interested in efficiency. We're interested in a pretense. We're interested in synthetic authenticity. We're interested in making things seem real when they're not. Now, one thing that I can tell you for sure, friends, that when the end of this age comes, there is a reality that's going to come home to roost. As they say, the chickens will come home to roost. And what is that reality? There's going to be a judgment. Pastors are going to be judged by the refusal to submit and listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. People are going to be judged by the refusal to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit for the voice of chatbot. Need I say more? There's only so much that we can say at any given time, friends, until it seems like we're just beating a dead horse. We've covered a vast array of this issue here today on Viewpoint. Again, as the article in Christianity Today said, it's important to recognize that we already have a technology strong enough to shape our minds and emotions, but now Silicon Valley's brightest are scheming about ways to make it more powerful still, whether or not it acquires a soul. In other words, this whole thing could be about denying the soul. You're being cleansed of your humanity. Really? I'm speechless. And that's a challenge, isn't it? Thanks for joining us. Become a partner, friend, send your gifts by faith to Save America Ministries. Do it today. Don't delay. Find ways that God would inspire you to give that we might continue to prepare the way of the Lord for His response until Jesus comes. God bless and you bless God. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.